Genesis chapter 6. We'll read some verses here and I, I really don't know what all we'll say this morning. It's uh, been a difficult week to uh, try to find the mind of God for the service this morning. And I feel somewhat empty. I feel like this is where the Lord wants me to read. But I don't know what all the Lord wants me to say. I have a very simple thought that the Lord's worked in my heart. And so you just pray for me this morning that the Lord will help me to be able to deliver to you what the Lord's laid on our heart. I, I feel like sometimes, and I'm very, I'm just wired from the Lord to be this way, I guess, and have received some criticism over the years, but I'm very transparent and very open, and that's just the way the Lord's made me, and so I feel like sometimes we feel like the preacher never gets discouraged or never struggles or never goes through valleys, and that couldn't be further from the truth. And it's been a struggle for me uh, to get my mind where it needs to be to preach this morning, uh, but I feel like this is where the Lord wants me to read from, and I'm going to read several verses because I feel led to, and then I'll try by the Lord's help, if you'd pray for me, to give you what's on my heart this morning. Genesis 6, let's stand together, if you will, please, out of reverence and honor to the reading of the Word of God, probably one of the most familiar stories and accounts in the Word of God that I'll read into your hearing. But I feel as though that Noah and this record should become more meaningful to us as the days pass, because the Lord said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. I feel like we're getting on the verge of being in Noah's day again today. Genesis 6, let's begin in verse number 1. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, Daughters were born unto them that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair. They took them wives of all which they chose. The Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, they bare children unto them. The same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, And it grieved him at his heart. The Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created. In the face of the earth, both man and beast and creeping thing. The fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. 
Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make him the ark. Shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. This is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth of it 50 cubits, and the height of it 30 cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. The door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. Behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, Wherein is the breath of life from under heaven? Everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant. Thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons, thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee. And of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort, shalt thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female." Fowls after their kind, and of cattle after their kind. Of every creeping thing of the earth after his kind, two of every sort shall come in unto thee to keep them alive. Thou Take thou unto thee of all food that is eaten. Thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be food for food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah... According to all that God commanded him, so did he. Chapter 7, verse 1. The Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. For thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the male and his female. And of beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. Of pharaohs also of the air by sevens the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth, forty days and forty nights, and every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. And Noah did according unto all that the Lord commanded him. Look in verse number twenty. Of chapter 7. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered. All flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowl and of cattle and of beasts and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth and every man. All in whose nostrils was the breath of life of all that was in the dry land died. And every living substance was destroyed which was upon the face of the ground both man and cattle and the creeping things and the fowl of the heaven, they were destroyed from the earth, and Noah only remained alive, they that were with him in the ark. The waters prevailed upon the earth a hundred and fifty days. And chapter 8 and verse 1 said, And God remembered 
Noah. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I thought about this story and record in the Word of God. We start off, and the Bible says in verse number 5, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. I began to ponder that and got to studying, and this is the first time that this statement is made since Genesis chapter 1 and verse 31, I think it is. And in that chapter is where God saw all He created, and it was very good. So it's come a long way from very good to what God saw in Genesis 6 and verse 5. That the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was evil continually, And instead of God being pleased with man, it repented him. It's what verse 6 said, that he had ever even made man. And it grieved him at his heart. What a statement. I mean to read in the Word of God that God's creation grieved the Creator so much that he was sorry that he ever made man. And I thought about and have heard other preachers, Brother Milby, I've heard him say that I am afraid that the Lord's probably getting sorry again that man was ever made. Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And in Noah's day, God was grieved because of the sin and the condition of man in Noah's day. And I'm amazed, I thought about verse 22 after God speaks to Noah and gives Noah the command and everything, gives him the blueprint and the plans of the ark and shares the coming of the judgment and the flood and everything that the Bible records in verse 22, thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him, so did he. What a testimony about the man named Noah. But I'm afraid that if we focus on verse 22, we'll lose sight of the greatest verse that's ever recorded about Noah, and it's not verse 22. Even though verse 22 is a wonderful verse, and I have been pondering about it and just uh, thinking about it over the last couple of days and trying to find of the mind of God and the will of God for the service and I was listening to a song that a, a couple had written and it was talking about Noah and I thought about uh, when the Lord called me to preach and uh, at my ordination service the song that they were singing was uh, I think the title of it was Hammer On it was talking about how that uh, Noah was made fun of and Noah was ridiculed and people didn't understand uh, but yet the command of God had come to Noah and Noah had to finish uh, what God had started in Noah's life and that's where we are today and that's pretty much the message over 13 years ago uh, when I sat in the ordination service to uh, pastor my first church the preacher preached
preach to me uh, that there would come a day of ridicule uh, and a day that people would make fun and try to go another way uh, but it couldn't stop us as the people of God uh, we can't be sidetracked and we can't be pushed aside we gotta just hammer on we gotta keep doing uh, what it is that God has called us and commissioned us to do and I am afraid that we get hung up and I did I got hung up on verse 22 and I I thought about what a man would be said and I'm not taking anything away from Noah he's in Hebrews chapter 11 God called him a perfect man in his generation he was upright and he did right in the sight of God he was separated from the wicked world he was a man a hero an example of the faith but God got to deal with my heart I got hung up on verse 22 that Noah did everything that God said and in my mind I kept thinking what a man but then God stirred my heart and he said the only reason verse 22 could be recorded is because verse 8 had already been recorded and that was the fact that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord and so it changed my perspective from not what a man but what a God because Noah was spared it was not because of who Noah was it was not Noah's building that made him safe it was not the ark necessarily that made Noah safe but it was the God of the ark that saved Noah it was the God of the blueprint it was not the blueprint itself but the God of the blueprint that saved Noah from the wrath to come and if we're not careful in these days we'll get to thinking too highly of ourselves kind of like the Sunday school hour this morning when we look at everybody else sometimes there is a resentment about what they're doing and how they seem to be getting by and how they seem to be prospering but then on the other side sometimes when we look at the world we get to thinking too highly of ourselves like we are something and we have done something but it's not about us it's about God Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Isn't it amazing that this is the first time God chose to use the word grace in the whole Bible. And it's in a time when sin was at its greatest. It's in a time when man was at its lowest. It's in a time that the earth was at its worst. And yet, in that situation and in that standpoint and in that shape, the grace of God prevailed over it all reminded me about that verse that said where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. It's illustrated in Noah's day in Genesis chapter 6. That in the midst of a hopeless, I mean if we look at it and we read the record until we got to verse number 8 it looks like a hopeless situation. It looks like it could ne- there could never be any good. It looks like the situation could not get any worse. But in the midst of it all, God records but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And isn't it amazing? I want you to notice something here and I'm just trying to give you what simple thoughts the Lord put on my heart and then we'll go. I don't know anything else to do this morning but I thought this is the first thing that is recorded about Noah. 
Other than his birth, we're told in chapter number five that Noah's born. We're told what his father named him. But as for Noah himself, we don't get recorded about who his sons were first. We don't get recorded who he married first. We don't get recorded what he did first. We don't get recorded how long he lives first. But the first thing that's ever said about this man is he found grace in the eyes of God. It's because Noah's whole life hinges on the fact that he found grace in the eyes of God. Now I'm going to tell you this morning, we're not here because of who we are. We're not here because of what we've done or we ever could do. We don't enjoy coming to the house of God and having this place that God so graciously blessed us with because uh, that we decided that we would start a work. Uh, we don't have what we have this morning because uh, that we put money in the offering. Uh, we don't have what we have this morning because we have good people uh, that come to the house of God. And all that's true. Uh, but we have what we have this morning uh, because of grace. It started with grace and Noah. It kept, Noah was kept by grace. Uh, the reason Noah could walk with God was because of grace. The reason Noah could hear the voice of God in a wicked day was because of grace. The reason Noah could obey God was because of grace. The Bible said in Hebrews 11 he moved with fear. Noah, the grace of God taught Noah to fear. Spurgeon said one that will not believe that God will punish sin cannot believe that God will pardon sin. And Noah feared the judgment of God. And Noah moved with fear but I'm glad for grace uh, that overwhelmed and overshadowed uh, and nor heard God because of grace uh, and nor obeyed God because of grace uh, and nor was spared by God because of grace it was not Noah it was not his wife it was not his sons it was not his daughters-in-law it was not this it was not that it was all grace and if we're not careful this morning if I'm not careful We'll get to thinking about what we've done, where we've went, what we've accomplished, but it's not us. It's all God and it's all grace. I'm here this morning, Paul said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And I know I'm not much, but I'm glad I'm not what I used to be. And it's because of the grace of God. The grace of God. I don't understand why that I feel so empty this morning, but I know that the Lord told me this morning to remind us about the grace of God. Now I'm glad this morning that God said it's the grace of God that bringeth salvation. He said it's by grace we're saved through faith and that not of ourselves. Noah didn't have anything to do with being saved. You say, but Noah built the ark. I didn't have anything to do with it. It was grace. If verse 8 had never been recorded, none of the rest could have ever been recorded. And I don't know what you're facing this morning. I don't know what the story of your life has recorded. But I'm telling you, if there's ever been a time that you found grace in the eyes of God that'll be sufficient to get you through whatever you're going through this morning the writer said through many dangers toils and snares I've already come and it's grace that's brought me safe thus far and it's grace that'll lead me home you may not know how you're going to make it, you may not know what tomorrow holds but I'm glad the same grace that began the work is keeping the work and will finish the work someday after a while 
And it's grace. It's grace that saved me. Sometimes in my life, I don't know how you are. You may be more spiritual than I am and probably are. But there are days I get to thinking and get to having a pity party, you know, about things not going my way. And look around at how good God's been to me and have to remind myself and the Holy Spirit remind me that it's grace. I don't deserve what I have this morning. It's grace. Grace is unmerited favor in the eyes of God. The actual definition in the Hebrew of grace, the first mention, Noah found grace. It is that which makes us acceptable in the eyes of God. Noah was not acceptable in itself, but grace made Noah acceptable in the eyes of God. And grace makes us acceptable in God's eyes today. It's grace. I have what I have because of grace. And I'm not talking just, I'm far beyond this morning. If all that swelling in your mind is temporal things, I, I don't know if we're resonating with each other. I'm far beyond the temporal things this morning. I mean, thank God for a good house to live in and a good car to drive and clothes on my back and shoes on my feet and food on the table. Thank God for all that. But grace goes much further than that. I'm glad when I laid my head down on a pillow last night, I didn't have to, there are temporal things we worry about and things that frustrate us and bother us and aggravate us and agitate us. But I didn't have one second of trouble going to sleep worrying whether or not God was able to keep me or whether I was right with God. Oh, I messed up. I'm not saying I'm perfect. But I didn't have any trouble going to sleep because of the condition of my soul because of grace. I got up this morning and didn't have no worries about my heart being right with God because of grace. I come to church this morning, maybe on the bottom, but I'm being picked up a little bit as we go because of grace. I'm telling you it's grace it's grace it's grace thank God for the day I found grace in the eyes of God Noah found it not cause he deserved it I've heard people say Noah found it because he was looking for it. I don't know if that statement's accurate or not, but I know Noah didn't deserve it and Noah didn't earn it, but up yonder in the heavens, seated on the majesty on high, God's looking down. The Bible said he saw. God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. God saw everything and right smack dab in the middle of it all, the eyes of God. The Bible said God saw, but then it said Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Ain't that amazing? That while God was scanning the earth, and God knew where Noah was, he wasn't hunting Noah, but God was scanning the earth and it was filled with violence. He was repented that it made man grieved at his heart and then all of a sudden right smack dab in the middle of all the wickedness and the sin, there's a man that God said not because he deserves it, not because he earned it, but because I love him, I'm gonna show him grace in the middle to it all. I'm going to tell you that blessed Tuesday night when the Lord came by where I was. He looked down yonder in a sin-cursed world. 
and stand it on is full of violence and wrath and wickedness and iniquity. But for some reason or another, the eyes of the Lord stopped on the back pew of the choir at Indian Creek Baptist Church and He said, I'm going to show Him grace. He's found grace in my side. And He watched me come out of the altar, out of the pew and into the altar and I found grace there. And He saved me there. I'm glad that wasn't the end of the story. But I'm glad they've been days since then. And when I felt like I was on the bottom, and when I felt like coming in, I'd throw up the white flag and say, I'm done. If this is all there is to it, I'm going to the house. But I'm glad the eyes of God have found me again. And grace came again. If grace ceased in the beginning, we'd all cease to be. But I'm glad grace just got started. And I'm glad it's still working this morning. And if you need grace, I'm glad it's sufficient and available for you today. Sometimes we think we read about the Apostle Paul about that thorn in the flesh and we think sometimes maybe it's just physical problems that there's sufficient grace for but it's far beyond just the physical problems and Paul was far beyond just physical problems it tormented Paul it discouraged Paul it desperated Paul brought him to the bottom but God said my grace is sufficient for thee for my strength is made perfect in your weakness and so if you're here this morning you're weak in mind I'm glad he's got grace sufficient. If you're here this morning, weak in body, I'm glad he's got grace sufficient. If you're here this morning, weak in spirit, I'm glad there's grace sufficient. I'm glad grace started it. I'm glad grace is still at work. And I'm glad one day grace will finish its work and we'll all go home because of grace. That's what the writer said. Amazing grace. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there's such thing I know how the Word of God is inspired. But I'm a little bit inclined to believe some of them old songs were inspired of God. And I wonder if old John Newton didn't get to looking around and God got to working in him and he became so overwhelmed by grace. I thought about and I know it wasn't written in. I'm not trying to get extra biblical. But I'm telling you on that boat in the middle of the water while the wrath of God was falling everybody else has perished. That's what the Bible said. Everything in whose nostrils was the breath of life. Every animal, every man, every bird, every beast was all dead. But Noah remained alive. And out yonder in the middle of the sea, uh, created by the wrath of God, uh, there's a man and his wife, uh, three sons and their wives, uh, and they could sing amazing grace. Uh, how sweet the sound uh, that saved a wretch like me. Uh, they could sing through many dangers, uh, toils and snares. Uh, every time it bumped a mountain, uh, every time a body clapped up against the side, uh, Noah could say, thank God for grace. I'm telling you this morning, uh, I'm thankful for grace. I'm glad grace is at work. I'd be in bad shape this morning, and so would you, had it not been for grace. I'm glad one day grace will finish the work it started. It's grace that's done the work. That's what John Newton was saying. It's grace that's done its work. It's not me, and it ain't you. 
I'm not here this morning feeling. I know it ain't all about feeling. But I'm going to tell you, this morning's one of them mornings where I need to feel something. And you might as well be honest, you've got mornings you need to feel something too. I'm glad God knows. I'm glad God, you say what's going on, it's still grace. God looked down on me this morning, not because I'm somebody, not because I'm a big preacher, not because I can do everything right, but He looked down on me. And once again, I found grace in the eyes of God. And He sent what I needed. A boat to get me out of the storm, help in the time of trouble. I'm telling you this morning, I'm glad for grace. Grace. One writer wrote, Grace, grace, God's grace. I'm going to tell you, we better not lose sight of the origin of grace. It's all of God. The Bible said Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. That's where grace originates from, from God. You can't get grace in anybody else's sight. You can't obtain grace nowhere else but with God. And I'm glad this morning that I found grace. I don't deserve it. I've not earned it. I can't explain why that God would do what He's doing this morning. The only answer I have is grace. I'm going to tell you, I know on the authority of this book right here that if Noah didn't have grace to begin with, he'd have never built the boat. And if Noah didn't have grace, he wouldn't have got on the boat. And if Noah didn't have grace, he wouldn't have survived the boat journey. And if Noah didn't have grace, the boat would not have floated. And if Noah didn't have grace, the boat wouldn't have landed where it landed. And if Noah didn't have grace, he'd have never got off the boat. It was grace in the beginning, grace through it all, and grace when it was all over with. I'm going to tell you this morning, I am where I am this morning because I found grace in His side. Every year, every mile, every journey I've walked, I've made it through because of grace. If it was not for the grace of God, I'd have been done for a long time ago and so would you. But I'm here this morning by grace. And if tomorrow's sun rises, I'll meet tomorrow by grace. And if it don't rise, that'll be alright. I'll just go on home to be with Him by grace. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And I'm going to tell you this morning, if Noah... There was enough grace for Noah to walk with God in his day. Oh, it encourages me to know there's enough grace for me to walk with the Lord in my day. If Noah could hear from God in his day, I'm glad when I could hear, that I can hear from Him in my day. Noah, if you read your Bible, he's the only one. The only one that heard from God in his day. But God was still speaking by grace. And there are days I feel like I'm the only one you ever feel like you're the only one? But I'm glad God can still speak to me by grace. And it's by grace no obeyed the voice of God. And there are days when God speaks and I think, Lord, I can't do what you're wanting is too much. But I'm glad there's grace for us to obey and grace to carry through. I don't know if you've caught on what I'm saying this morning. I'm just saying I'm glad for grace. I'm glad for grace. Amazing grace, how sweet to sound. The writer said, It is grace that taught my heart to fear. That's what Noah experienced. And it was grace my fears relieved. I'm glad for that day. And then it's been grace through all them dangers, them toils and them snares. And they are a reality for the child of God and probably are going to get more so before He comes. 
but I'm glad there's grace. It's in that old book, there's grace for every need. Whatever your need this morning, there's grace. I just needed to hear from Him. I just needed to... I mean, we might as well be honest sometimes. We just sometimes need to hear from Him. Sometimes we just need to feel Him again. Just overwhelm the problems of life and the circumstances and the feelings that we currently have and just feel Him again in grace. I'm glad this morning for grace. I'm glad for grace. Father, I thank You. Lord, this morning, what a privilege, Lord, it's been to be in Your house. And I know, Lord, beyond a shadow of a doubt, it wasn't much on my part. Nothing in me this morning, Lord, but all of you. But Lord, I want to thank you one more time for grace. I'm glad, Lord, this morning that it is sufficient. Lord, when our boat is rocked, and as the preacher preached not long ago, when it's full of water, I'm glad, Lord, that grace keeps it afloat. I'm glad, Lord, when the feelings are dull, that grace can bring them back again. I'm glad, Lord, when we can't find you in the darkness. I'm glad, Lord, for grace that lets us know it's going to be all right. I thank you this morning for this time together in the house of God with your people. What a blessing it's been to my heart. I'm glad to have been here today, Lord. If it wasn't for anybody else, Lord, it was for me this morning. And I'm so glad. Lord, that You'll come for just one. I'm glad, Lord, You'll do for just one what's necessary and needful. I'm glad for Your love and Your compassion and Your grace this morning. Thank You, Lord, for each one that's come. Bless those who are not able to be here for whatever reason. Lord, I pray You'd help us in these days to keep our eyes and our hearts on Your grace. I love You, Lord, this morning. And I'm so glad that You love me. Thank You for all You've done. Thank You, Lord, for what You're doing and going to do. And we'll praise You and thank You. For we ask it all in Jesus' name.